So like the gas man, the gas can be leaking all over the place and the sparks coming out my gun. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there hitting a couple times. I'm hitting, I'm like, yo, I'm like control the gas, yo, before I burn up. She said, um, you know NASCAR, the NASCAR picker is gonna be at our school on Wednesday. I think you should try out. And I looked at her like, NASCAR pit crew? Like, girl, what is that? Before, like, when I started NASCAR, like, I was afraid of joining. Brianna Daniels is the first black woman tire changer in NASCAR's history. But then I realized at a point in time, I'm like, this is much bigger than me. Mm. Let me be yeah. first black woman to come up in here yeah. and let the let me pave the way for other people. Yo, 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 what are you doing? I'm giving you unbelievable content for the masses. And you just gonna keep it to yourself? Do me a favor, tap that red button right there, subscribe, and it literally takes no time. Try to see what happens. Yo, what's good? What's poppin'? What it is, what it ain't, what it could be, what it should be, what it would be. Cam Newton is some, Mr. Boogie the All. And I'm here with another episode of Funky Friday. And I promise, I really do promise, to give good content for the masses, but most of all, I promise to keep it funky for your asses. All right, today, I'm gonna introduce you guys to a pioneer in the space of NASCAR. Uh, it's very commendable what she has been able to do. Um, a NASCAR tire changer, an entrepreneur, uh, a product of an HBCU. Uh, I present to some and I introduce to others, Mrs. Brianna Daniels. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I am immaculate. Are you good? I'm good. Are you ready to rock and roll? I'm ready. You got your seatbelt strapped on? I'm, I'm locked in. No pun intended. Y'all see what locked, I did right there? Locked and loaded. Y'all see what I did? Yeah, I did. <laughs> your tie's tight. Yeah, they're tight. Now, my first question is this. Lord. What the hell got you into NASCAR? It was super random. NASCAR was not even thought of, I promise you. I didn't even watch that on TV. Okay. Um, I was literally at Norfolk State at the time. I think I was on a lunch break. Had to go get some Chick-fil-A in between classes. I had the number one Chick-fil-A sandwich. I literally was about to take a bite out of my sandwich and I get a strong tap on my shoulder about to drop my sandwich. And I'm looking like, who the, who the hell is that? Mm. And I was like, oh, hey, Tiffany. This lady who worked in our athletics department. And she's like, hey, Bree. She was like, I see you enjoying your sandwich. I was like, yes, girl, like, what's good? Like, what's up? She said, um, you know, NASCAR, the NASCAR picker is gonna be at our school on Wednesday. I think you should try out. And I looked at her like, NASCAR picker? Like, girl, what is that? And then I don't even watch NASCAR. Yeah. And so by where is this going? And then she showed me a video on YouTube of a NASCAR pit stop. And I just was watching it, not knowing much about anything. And I was like, dang, that was fast, I guess. I you know? Yeah, just confused. So here we are, Norfolk State, NASCAR. Mm -hmm. What's the, so were you an athlete prior to? Yes, I was a lifelong athlete. Been playing basketball since I was four. Yeah. Four? Four, yeah. So if given an opportunity, because I'm just trying to really understand. I, I think I speak for a lot of people here. 
Who would you mimic or give your comparison to to how you play the game, like basketball-wise? So I just know, like, okay, you was like that or like, uh-uh. So when I was a... Uh... When I went to school in Nebraska. No, I, hold on, hold on. Before you say the name, oh, yeah, I'm just letting you know I'm gonna judge you. So, okay, Nebraska. Um, I really compared myself a lot to Trey Burke, <laughs> that Michigan Hooper. Yeah, number three, Trey Burke. Trey Burke. He was five. Yeah, he was five. I was five. So you say you five? Yeah, just a lot of the stuff that he was doing, like I was doing, and for real. Yeah. So you was a point guard. Yes. Point guard, shooting guard. Shooting guard. Yeah. Trey Burke, like Michigan. That yes. Went. yes. Did they go to the national championship? Trey yes. Burke? Trey Burke. How much points you was putting up? Just so I'm, I'm trying to fathom, like I'm trying to go there and be like, yo. Because I can make a call and be like okay. WNBA. Yeah. It's not like women's NBA. I'm talking about like women's. Negro Basketball Association. But how many points you put up? Between like, so the, the situation obviously was different. So you, you starting that off with an excuse? No, no, it's not, it's not an excuse. Okay, well it's put the, it like this. Give me your best stat line. My best stat line. Six assists. 14 points, um, like six deals. Did y'all win? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Just ask this. Of course. Yes, we won. So playing basketball, then the pit crew opportunity kind of comes up, right? Was this in the latter part of, of college? Was this, you know, as you were identifying the major phase? Of college, like when 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 did this take on? So NASCAR was pretty much brought up to me when I was a senior. Mm. So I would say it was like perfect timing, mm. not so perfect timing, um, because like at the time, obviously, like I was playing basketball, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I was a part of an internship on campus where I was like a video girl for the different sports teams. Mm. Like I would record our men's basketball team, like literally after we get done playing the game, I would change my clothes, get over there on the sideline with the camera, mm. recording the men's basketball games. I record bowling, baseball, softball, and I would also create like highlight packages for the different teams so they could send out to like teams, you know? Okay. Um, so, and then in April of 2016 was when the opportunity was brought up to me. So it, it was a Monday, literally, and the tryout was two days from then on Wednesday. Yeah. And... So that NASCAR tryout wasn't the only thing I had to do on Wednesday. It was also a professional baseball game they needed me to record. Mm -hmm. So I had to make the decision like, okay, do I feel like standing up five to six hours recording this professional baseball game? And I was like, no, I don't feel like doing that. And I was like, with this NASCAR tryout, like, will I be able to give it my all in this trial? I don't know what we're going to do. But at the same time, I was training to play professional basketball. Mm -hmm. um, so my body was all beat up from workouts and stuff. So then... I remember Tuesday night, I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. But then I reminded myself, like, I'm sitting here like, okay, I have to make a decision. I can't be at both places. Mm -hmm. So then Wednesday morning I woke up and it's like, God was like, Brianna, you have to go to this NASCAR tryout. And I'm sitting here like, what? Was he speaking English or Spanish or Ivan? He was speaking some. <laughs> I literally was like, I woke up and 
I was just like, you got to go to this tryout. Mm. And I was so confused, but I went to that tryout that day. Now, during that trial, were they only um, were they only women, or were there males as well? Uh, I was the only woman in there. What? Yeah. So I'm 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 here with you. Mm -hmm. How many people tried out? So just that day, there was only like four of us. Mm -hmm. I think it was a thing like that many people didn't know about. Yeah. You know. Um, like I said, I didn't know about it until Tiffany told me. Correct, correct. Tiffany Sykes told me. Shout out to Tiffany. Yeah, shout out to Tiffany. She's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, went to the tryout that day, and that's when I met Coach Phil Horton and Max Siegel of Rev Racing and the Drive for Diversity program. And Coach Horton's like, hey, my one and only girl. Like, it was, it was held in the basketball gym. So I'm walking in there, like, looking around, like, what is going on? Like, I said, what's up with all this equipment laid out everywhere on the floor? Like, where's the car at? Because, you know, in the video that I watched, there was a car. And he was like, wait, slow your roll. He was like, today, I'm going to be testing y'all physical, you know, y'all mental ability just to see where you guys are with things. I'm not just going to throw y'all into, you know, the car already. So pretty much, like, he ended up pairing us with people. So he paired me with another guy. Mm -hmm. And I think the other people that were there, like the other guys, it was one guy who ran track. He was still big. I think he threw like shot put. And then the two other guys were football players. Mm. So he paired me with the football player. And pretty much like we had to do like drills that kind of reminded me of like an NBA or like an NFL combine, like footwork and yeah. all that. Speed, agility. And um, the dude I went against, I destroyed him. No, you didn't. But, yeah, I definitely did. Do you know his name? Well, we not going to do Doesn't that. Doesn't matter. Because we you were destroyed. Yeah. Ah. We we not gonna do that. Yeah. Why not? Nah, cause he probably remember. Like he can watch this. He can hear me talking about it. And no. But you got an opportunity to stand up for the the, the women out there yeah. and be like, you know, there's always a stigma. Like you acting like a girl, or you hit like yeah. a girl, or you shoot like a throw like a act, boom. Yeah. Like, but when you say destroy, it's like we're not about to do that. But you already did that though. Off the first drill though. <sighs> The very first. We didn't even get to drill five. So you think you being so humble right now? You're really subtle flexing this dude like, bro. It's not even a flex, though. It's not, I'm just telling you what happened. Dude, I don't know if he was out of shape. We hit the jump ropes. We oh. had to hit like 100 jump ropes like in a certain amount of time. He caught a cramp. No, he did not. He did, and I was still going. Uh, uh, still going. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. I said, oh, yeah, it's over with. Dunzo. Dunzo. Sign me up. Yeah. I know I had him. So former, so that was one guy. You still talking about three other dudes? I just had to go against him in that initial trial, though. Everybody oh. else, yeah. Oh. Went against whoever so he was keep, against. So take me through this whole process yeah. because the thing that I do know about racing is I got the opportunity to kind of tap in with Joe Gibbs racing. Okay. And I was blown away by how many former athletes are in the racing industry, yes. whether in the pit crew. Um, or, or or what have you, um, and it's it's like a perfect kind of segue to the industry yeah. being fit, being able to move, being able to mm -hmm. be quick, and also something too important that is that's that's not really talked about is teamwork. You know, throughout this whole you know process of um, being 
the first, probably the only in certain situations. How has that been uh, mentally for you to kind of to handle? To be honest, it's it's been a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing it for like seven years. Started in 2016. Uh, things got better from when I first joined, mm-hmm. but I thought I was gonna give up yeah. and quit and not even be here today. But you're the only woman in certain situations, let alone being in the industry that's dominated not just by males, Caucasian males. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you got certain figures who are like, you know, black and have been successful, but there's not a lot of relatability in these particular social groups. So not only are you looked at like, yo, where can I latch on to? You know, it's like, I always use the analogy of first day of school lunchroom experience. That's what people kind of tend to. What I mean by that is when you first, like the first day of school, you grab your lunch and you have a moment as a child where you look around and you pan around the whole cafeteria is like, where am I going to sit at? Like, exactly. Who's yeah. who's cool enough yeah. or who am I, you know, who I want to build with, yeah. you feel me? Well, for you, it's like, <laughs> first day on the job, he's like, nobody looks like me, nobody acts like me, nobody even feels like me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. That has to be challenging, you know, in, 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 in your way. Like, but managing that was, was like what, though? So that's why, you know, shout out to the NASCAR Drive for Diversity program. Because mm-hmm. they like, you know, going to the cookout, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that's where you'll see the most uh, people of color. Mm-hmm. The, mo- the people that you can relate to the most, you know. Um, so just having that balance. Um, because like I said, there was times where... And there are still even times where I'm in those spaces. So like in the very beginning, mm-hmm. you know, would go over to uh, another place to practice and there's not that many black people over there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you just, I really felt like a little like uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. In what, in what way though? I felt uncomfortable just like with the way people were looking at me. You know, you can feel somebody looking at you. Yeah. Um, just. Certain things that I would notice, you know, like I would be good, like changing tires, you know, doing the pit stops, um, but they're not really like, you know, giving me feedback like that or be like, oh, you know, Brianna, you did a good job, but they hyping somebody else up yeah, that yeah, yeah. looked like them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm like, well, not that I'm doing it for the congratulations, but correct, I noticed correct, little stuff correct, like that. Correct. You know, times that I did a really, really good job, you know, and practiced that, practiced that week because really like how you perform and practice like in the beginning was based off like if you're getting sent to the track or not. Mm. I did a good job, was doing better than some people and I would be benched. Mm. And literally it's like, it became uncomfortable for me trying to, I would talk to my coach first, Coach Phil Horton. Mm-hmm. Um, coach Phil Horton, he's also, um, he was the first uh, pit crew coach and he's also African-American. No way. Yeah. So he's, he was somebody that I can always lean on, you know, and I, I would talk to him first and he's like, Bree, like I understand your frustration. And I'm like, but how, you know, how are they not sending me to the track? Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, he was like, you're a woman. You're, you're not you're just a woman. You're a black woman. You know, you do a good job as well. And it's like, he's like, that's like kind of triggering for some people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just realizing that it was kind of like frustrating. Yeah. But then it got to a point where it's like, None of that mattered. 
Like, it's like, if you wasn't sending me to the track, everybody's looking at you like, why are you not sending this girl to the track? She's good. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it got to a point like that. Another thing as you were talking is like, I, I, it's hard for me not to kind of like, like, fuck. <laughs> uh, it's hard, like, doing what you do. Because... Yeah, is it cool to get like the notoriety of like being the first African American? That yeah, that shit cool. But the bandwidth to be able to have the mental SAT word telepathy mm-hmm. to ignore the noise, because I'm thinking of like the socialism of, of of shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you're one mistake from fucking up everything. Yeah, feel me? So it's so much that. You, that I only can imagine for you to do or to deal with, right? And it takes some tough skin uh, to be in my position. Tough skin. So where's your outlet? Like, like family. Mm. Family keeps me grounded. Like I said, my my teammates, the the NASCAR Driver Diversity Program, Rev mm. Racing. Um, I know for sure they have my best interest, you know. They're the ones who brought me in the sport. Yeah. I mean, without them, I wouldn't have probably wouldn't have gotten a chance to be in the sport. Yeah. I'm very, very thankful for them. They're very, very instrumental, Max Siegel, Coach Phil Horton, in getting that diversity in the sport. That yeah. is much needed. Yeah. So I'm going to pause right there, and I'm going to go to the game, right? A game? Yeah. Don't think I'm a game. We're just playing a game. Okay. Seeing what I did with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Brianna, let's see who knows their craft better in a game called Spitfire Pro with Brianna Daniels. All right. We will put 30 seconds on the clock. In those 30 seconds, you must name as many parts to a car as you possibly can in 30 seconds. And in turn, right, I will name as many football analogies or football equipment or anything pertaining to football that I possibly can. Alright? So for example, for the people who's watching, like when the clock starts, Brianna may say ignition, muffler, yeah, yeah. door handle, right? And obviously for me, I'll say cleats, stuff like that. Right. Are you ready? Yeah. Would you like me to go? Wait, first so can I can name stuff on a regular car and a race car? You can name whatever you want. That's car related. That's car related. Okay. But what you're not going to do is say like Windex or like... Okay, yeah. Nobody's doing that. Tire okay. sheen or something. Okay, yeah. Like, that's like cheesy. Like actual parts of a car. Yeah. Gotcha. So if you were to go to oh, 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 O'Reilly, like... Auto parts. They said, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, I need my damn uh, ad in right there, O'Reilly sh- shit. Cut Holla- the check. Cut it. Cut the check. Cut it. Amen. Like, uh, hallelujah. God is good. <laughs> All the time. Period. All the time. Exclamation point. Yes. Okay, I'm not about to keep doing this with you, but if you want to keep <laughs> going, like, keep going. <laughs> Green light. <laughs> All right. Here we go. You got 30 seconds on the clock. Here we go. You ready? Lord have mercy. Yeah. Ready? Set, go. I'm going first? Oh, my goodness. Wait, hold on. Hold on. You said I was going first? I thought you just said you was going first. I asked you. You didn't say. You was over there talking about- So you just said I'm going first. Won't he do it? All the time. Okay, you okay. All the time. Okay, okay. Let's bring point. it back. I'm Period. ready. Period. I'm ready. Got it. All right. All right. I'm ready. Here we go. Focus. Okay. That Norfolk State education got it. Stop it. Stop it. 
You can't go it. Uh-uh. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. She's going first. Okay. Okay. Thought we went over this. All right. Ready, set, go. Gear shift. Stick shift. Lug nut. Wheel. Uh, brake pads. Uh, packer. Rubber. Um, damn, 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 damn. I'm having a brain fart. Yeah. I know this car. Uh, that's 30 oh, seconds? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm ready. I ain't never played a game like this, or I'm just. It's okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I can say you ain't never yeah. been on a show like this either. Yeah, that's well, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's like stuff that's obvious. It's I got like, seven. What y'all got? Here we go. I'm ready. Countdown. Three, two, one, go. Shoulder pads, chin strap, eye black, mouthpiece, hip pad, knee pad, jock strap, cup, uh, fans, pigskin, uh, microphone, uh, tunnel, grass. Pylon, goalpost, uh, cleats, shoestrings, turf shoes, uh, tape. Oh, that was like 16, 17. Hey, come on, man. Stop coming. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> did you think I came here to play with you? Stop it. What my award at? Like, Stop it. In every shadow, every spotlight, there's a tale. And my Mashika hat is the narrator. You know I never step out without a hat. There's a reason for that. It's more than just a hat. It's a vibe. It's the main character. These aren't your run-of-the-mill hats, folks. They're handcrafted and tailored to you. Here's the deal. You can rock a Mashika hat, too. Head to Mashika.com. Use the code FUNKY to get 10% off. And trust me, once you feel that Mashika magic, there's no turning back. You said what? So you won? Did I? Destroy. <laughs> I get your problem. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'd like to thank uh, my mental thought for that. Um, you know, it was very challenging preparing for this. Uh, you know, we had to really take this team extremely serious because I knew she was going to try to come with her again. All right. Let me start. All right. Here we go. That's good. <laughs> Back to it. All right. So, who gave you? Your first opportunity, like, what was that? What was that feeling like? Hey, Brianna, yeah, you're up. What? What does that even look like? What is it like? How does it even happen? Like going to a race? No, like being called to it. Like you said, you were benched. Yes. Right. Yeah. When it was official, where it's like, yo. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. Um, I had a really, really great practice week. And I see my name on the roster, and the roster got sent out. And I said, Brianna Daniels, let's go. Oh, about, about time. Because mm -hmm. the season started in February. NASCAR season's from February to November. Mm. I didn't do my first race until like April. Wow. Yeah. And only did like eight races that whole year. Yeah. It was really playing with me. And how many years have you been doing this? Uh, since 
so like seven. Ooh. It's really six since I really sat out last year, like the whole year since I tore my ACL. Yeah, that's another thing. You tore your ACL doing this? No. I just, I just hate talking about this. Well, I love hearing about it. <laughs> Not doing my job, playing basketball. Being Trey? Playing basketball. You think you was trying to go there? I wasn't thinking, I was doing it. Mm. And I play with guys. Mm. Mm, good. I would expect you to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, nah, but just one day I jumped up to get a rebound and just, I came down and it was over with. No way. Yeah. So you know what, it's, it it's crazy because I see a lot of women tear their ACLs, and I'm curious because it's a it's you know depending on what what it is, it could be a non-contact type of injury, mm -hmm. and so I always will see chicks, especially playing basketball, like with the knee brace and things like that. But do you still get compensated while you're away from work, or what what does that look no. like? No. So, because I'm an independent contractor, mm. I'm not like full full time yet, like locked into a team. Like I'm still with different crews. Mm. Yeah. So you can go to somebody else and just boom, 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 boom. So who? How do you? How do you get opportunities? You see what I'm saying? It's like word of mouth, and just people working on my behalf. You know, talking to people. Yeah. I mean, but also too, like my performance, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but some people, they can be stuck on like how I used to be in the past and that kind of like kind of scares them. That video that you showed me, that was on your social media. Yes. There's a video that I saw and I'm like, that was after the ACL? Yes. And you just slamming down on your knees like. And the other thing, I did not get surgery. Full tear. What? Yeah. Full tear. What? That's crazy because yeah. that's that's the, the the uniqueness about the human body. The it's almost like we're all like Wolverine. Mm -hmm. What I mean is like we was you know, we've all seen X Men yeah, exactly. and like Wolverine can get a scratch and then like as it's happening it can heal itself. That's how the human body is. Mm -hmm. Like if we have a tear or issue, it's going to heal itself. Mm -hmm over time. So it's, it's, uh, it doesn't surprise me that that necessarily happened, but the way you was just sliding to that wheel, like James Brown sliding on stage and just popping up and getting out the way, like what that, what's the recovery or treatment for like a, a, a typical week for you? Are you saying like with the ACL tear or? No, I'm just talking about just in general. Like. I, Get a couple ice packs. Uh, kicking them feet up for a little bit. Mm. And then we back to it. What's the hardest part about doing what you do? The hardest part? Mm-hmm. Um, that you can almost get ran over doing your job every single day. Mm. Yeah, you can catch on fire being in my position. Because you bought the tank, the fuel tank. Yeah, so I change rears and fronts. So if I'm in the back, that gas tank is about back there. Mm. So like the gas man, the gas can be leaking all over the place and the sparks coming out my gun. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there hitting a couple times. I'm hitting. I'm like, yo, I'm like, control the gas, yo, before I burn up. Like, help me, please. And I'm looking at the fireman like, help I'm, me. Help me. I'm looking at the fireman like, look, if I catch on fire, you better put that fire out ASAP. Has that ever happened? Um, no, but it was close. Mm. 
But that's why they always introduce themselves to us. They're like, look, he's like, I'm your firefighter for today, your fire marshal. If anything happens, I'll be there. I said, you can put that fire out? He said, yeah, I got you. Wow. Yeah. We got like some, a little bit to be on fire before we start feeling it because of all the yeah. layers of gear that we're wearing. So being in it for as long as you've been in it, how has your bravery kind of opened up change or opportunity for other individuals like yourself? Just just receiving like the messages that I receive on social media. People yeah. are, are saying like, Brianna, like you're so strong. Like I admire you just, you know, just being in the position that you're in, mm -hmm. you know, like things have been hard for you, but you're still like going, you know, and just before, like when I started NASCAR, like I was afraid of joining um, because I didn't know like what the outcome would be. I didn't know how people would view me. And right. obviously like not seeing that many people that look like me in the sport, yeah. like almost made me not want to join. But then I realized at a point in time, I'm like, this is much bigger than me. Mm. Let me be yeah. first black woman to come up in here yeah. and let the let me pave the way for other people, other women that look like me, yeah. um, just women in general. Because you know, just I feel like women seeing me now, mm. they're like more open to saying like, you know, how can I be the next picker yeah. woman to join? Yeah. Um, but before that, they weren't really saying that. So, you know, now sell me on what's the great shit about what you do, like the experiences that you've been able to kind of witness over the years? Um, you get like a nice adrenaline rush too, doing a job. Mm. It's just like, even though, you know, the car's coming in like full speed, like there's a chance that we can get ran over, but the adrenaline, it's like excitement, you know, for all of us. And- um, You know what they call that? What? That's toxic. Toxic? I know it's crazy. Yeah. But we're still like a little nervous too. But um It's saying a lot about you. It's, no, it's not. Stop. Toxic. Yeah. But I mean, NASCAR's opened up a lot of doors for me as well. Of course. I was on um, the Titan Games as well. Dwayne what? Johnson's TV show, yeah. The first season. How did we do? I did I mean I was memorable on the show. People remembered me, I did good. But you know when they say shows are rigged? Oh, we going there? No, no, we going that's, there. That's, we we going there. Okay. We going there. I wasn't going to go there. Okay, please do. Let's let's turn down that. Turn turn down the excuse lane. Real no, quick. no, no. So, I was on a challenge called Uprising. I I went up there, you know, just the whole thing, and then the next challenge after that, it was called a. Uh, why am I thinking Optimus Prime? That's a transformer. It was called something crazy because it was a bunch of like obstacle courses. We had to like um, punch holes through like a 12 foot wall and while climbing up the wall, um, dragging like a hundred pound cement ball. Um, but pretty much like while me and the girl that I was going against, we were warming up underneath like the stadium, sitting there warming up. And I'm like looking around just like nervous as hell. Like, damn, like what are we about to do? And um, I noticed like me and her are underneath like I'm wearing red and she's on the blue side and I'm underneath my side and I'm looking like, I was like, why I got a weight on my side? No. Like a, yes. I noticed that before we even started, she would tell you today. I don't know if she talked about that after she won the challenge, but she would probably tell you if somebody asked. Like, I said, why is there a weight on my side and you don't have one on your side? She was like, I don't know. Then it was like, all right, Brianna, Jackie, you ready? And I'm sitting here like, what? And I said, surely I'm not about, nothing's about to happen on this part. And I got to the part and... 
at the top, there was something I had to like turn and it was not turning. And I was like, oh my God. They I was like, that's when me. I was like, yo, damn, they're trying to send me back to NASCAR soon. Cause it was in the middle of my NASCAR season too, I went. What? So maybe it was like. Uh, How much was the grand prize? Uh, 100,000. Yeah, but you know, after taxes and stuff, it's probably like, yeah, shit. It's still 100,000. Uh, yeah. It's still 100. My girl Charity won that. Wow. Charity Witt. Yeah, she's a pro strong woman. It was yeah. like, um, just strong as hell. She was dragging that cement ball like she was walking her dog. Was it CrossFit? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she's like bigger too. So, so outside of, let's say, uh, NASCAR, what are some of the things that you're interested in? Like, how do you come down from that testosterone masculinity on a given situation? I like to write out my thoughts. I journal. Really? Um, I'm an aspiring actress as well. No way. Yeah. Mm. I was a communications major. Um, did acting things on the side. Okay. I couldn't be a theater major uh, because that like kind of interfered with basketball and like our mm. practices and started off as a nursing major. Like I was all over the place. Uh. That's what I'm saying. But when I was just, went to school in Nebraska, um, I was at a JUCO. You went to JUCO? Yes, Division One JUCO, yeah. I went to JUCO too. Yeah, people sleep on JUCOs. Some of the best players come out of JUCOs. I don't understand. Hold on, what was your experience like in JUCO? Cause shitty. Ah, very. Can we have a moment right yeah, now? Yeah, we definitely can. Okay, let's talk about, let's talk about oh, it. Oh my god. You feel me? Okay. We sleep on that JUCO experience. First off, for real. just just full transparency and just very honest. The show was so good, I had to stop watching it because it brought me back to those emotions every time I would watch it it was last chance you mm-hmm. and it's like and I'm and I'm open about this it's like for the first time in my life I'm able to really tap into the vulnerable side of me you know what I'm saying because mm-hmm. in our culture as a man as a whole you kind of build up this pride thing like I'll be damned with I just got to figure it out yeah. versus don't nobody give a damn about me. And going through that, like I was watching Last Chance You, and I was like crying because of gratitude and, 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 and grateful because a lot of people don't come out, right? So anytime I would watch Last Chance You, I knew what those kids was going through. I knew the stress where you feel like, bro, whether I go to class or not, man, don't nobody give a fuck about me. I'm a reject. I'm a fucking delinquent. I'm a fucking nobody. Mm. And I felt sorry for myself. You know what I'm saying? And I transformed that energy into not letting it use me. I was using it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I um, I kind of used Juco to change my life around. It's like a second chance. That's how mm-hmm. I looked at it. Because when I was in high school, like I lost my mom to breast cancer, me and my twin brother, when we were wow. in ninth grade. Uh, we were 14. And um, my grades, like literally, we stopped doing our work. So yeah. like I was not going to class. I literally had lost all motivation. And I was like, yo, like I'm, my grades are like really shitty, mm-hmm. you know? So like found out I was going to JUCO and um, I ended up getting my grades up to, I think I graduated cum laude. What? Yes. I looked at that as like a second chance. Yeah. And I'm like, um, 
So I had the chance to either, I had the choice to go to school in Nebraska mm -hmm. or go to a Division II school in West Virginia. Okay. But I was like, I always wanted to play Division I. So mm -hmm. let me take this risk, get my dad drive me 26 hours to go to this school so I can maybe get bigger looks, mm -hmm. you know? And um, it happened. So I like, really took advantage of mm -hmm. it, even though the situations that I was put in was very shitty. It's yeah. like the odds have always been against me in every single way. You okay. know, every single way. So literally, like. So I'm gonna answer the same questions, but what's the best thing about JUCO, and what's the worst thing about JUCO? Oh, those are good questions. Yeah. Um, the best thing about JUCO, mm -hmm. it's like a smaller community, so oh. everybody's like family. Right. Like they're like Brianna, we're about to have dinner. Like I remember, we had like a. So I went to school at yeah. a JUCO in McCook. It's like a small town. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we had. Did y'all like, have campus? Did we have campus? Like, like a campus. Barely. Um. Like, the, the school was small. It's like one of the oldest JUCOs in Nebraska. Mm. And um, I remember my coach's family, they kind of like took me in. They're like, Brianna, I know you're tired of that food in the calf. You can come to our house. Yeah. You know, I see you, you want to get cookies from the store. You can bake your cookies over here, you know. Mm. Literally, it was like a family. Um, just everybody was like close out there, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, cause a lot of us were far away from home. Mm -hmm. Like I'm 26 hours from, from home, yeah. you know, people coming from Florida. Um, and it's just, like I said, they made sure all of us is going to church, mm. you know, it just, it's like a, like a family, like community, just yeah. very, very small. Um, you said the, and then the worst thing at a JUCO, um, I would say it's like, cause I know in the very beginning too, I'm like, damn, like I gotta make something happen while I'm in JUCO or nothing's yeah. gonna happen at all. You know, and like even in the beginning, I was thinking like, okay, I'm at a JUCO. It's not really the best, but I can really turn the situation around. Yeah. You know, and um, I just started. Uh, I started getting that internal motivation from me losing my mom, mm. and just thinking to like, you know, just seeing how she used to battle with breast cancer and still doing things for us. Yeah. You know, like she. Sometimes we even forget that she's sick, mm. and it's like I realized like the hardships I was going through. I use that, and I'm like, if she can get through that, I can get through any fucking thing. Yeah. Like, Love that. And I literally just tapped into that and just was like unstoppable after that. Yeah. I, I can't explain it, but just. I, man, yeah, listen. She's she here for sure. Like, I'm there. I, we've. Behind anything great was a great grind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I know exactly what you're going through. Probably not similar, yeah. but using adversity to fuel the fire. Uh, right. The fire. Yeah. Right? So the best thing about JUCO for me was it was just like a portable high school. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With grown-ups. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And it was crazy because like when I tell people, it was like one of my oldest classmates was like 60 years old. Dang. <laughs> like real shit. Like it was, it was like a, a mixing melting pot of just different people. I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, doing here, Pops? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then right. it was just like older people. It was younger people. It was just like, it was so crazy. But I just remember like on the weekends, it was like hit or miss on the weekends because sometimes everybody would be there. And then there would also be times where nobody would be there. Because yeah. I was like, anybody who knows the, ge the geographics of Texas, my JUCO was in Brenham. Brenham is in the middle of Houston, Austin, and College Station. Mm -hmm. So it was smack dab in the middle. So it was a lot of people from Houston. It was a lot of people from Austin. Yeah. It was a lot of people from Dallas, really, too, that was just coming there. And our 
JUCO, it had many different um, kind of stations in Texas, yeah. but the only athletic, we, we only had the only one with athletics. So all the athletes went to this one. Mm. So I just remember like, Intramural basketball was just like something serious. Yes. Like we was having fun, and then afterwards it was like, "All right, bro, I'm about to take a shower. Meet me at the dorms, bro. We about to play this. We about to do that. All right, bro. Shoot, the cab about to close at eight. Make sure you go get your dinner and stuff." Like it was just we were fun, always yeah. together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think the worst thing about junior college that I that I really don't miss, but it it made me appreciate a lot of things was mm-hmm. our locker room was infested by crickets oh my gosh like crickets of all like crickets crickets and so much so that like everywhere there's a sound that it's like yo it almost sounds like when you're nebraska it snows in nebraska right yeah you know when you're stepping on snow yeah that sound like it like it was so bad that when we would walk in to the locker room, yeah. you would step on crickets. So y'all are smushing them. We are smushing. That's gross. Crickets, and you like I went from University of Florida, yeah. where Gatorade was poured by a fountain, <laughs> to this shit. It, I, I just had to tell myself, like, yo, bro, like, God, what are you doing to me? And then I ended up saying thank you. Because it's times, even to this day, like, gratitude for me, just seeing this show. It's like, bro, this shit started in the back of a damn car. Trenches. I mean, and now, and coming out of that circumstance where it's like, this was as fucked up as fucked up could be. And I'm I'm good because I knew like trouble don't last always. You know what I'm saying? It was like bro, I had I had already seen the steak. I had already seen the lobster in this meal. I had seen you know the Mastros. I had seen the Roof Chris. You feel me? So when that was happening, I was like I had tricked myself to say like, bro, if I I can make it out of here. Yeah. You feel me? But it was something that I want to kind of talk about, uh, talk about before we get out of here. Is 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 you spoke about being misunderstood. Yeah. And your shoes, right? Yeah. Elaborate. I feel like um, when I first joined NASCAR mm-hmm. and I started getting all the attention that I was getting, yeah. um, a lot of people were not ready for that. Yeah. Um, I and, was and still, still aren't. And still aren't. And yeah. I wasn't even ready for it. And I'm, I had been trying to figure it out as I was going. Yeah. You know, just like with... Pretty much it had got to the point where like one year straight, every time I went to the track for a race, somebody would have to pull me aside to do an interview with me. Mm. And it would always be like at the worst time where like I'm supposed to be setting up with my teammates, setting up for the race and stuff. And I kind of like give them the short end of the stick. You know, they got to pretty much set up everything while I'm doing my interview. Um, But people kind of like, like obviously that's like the earliest part of my career. But a lot of people are holding on to that, thinking that I'm still like, I guess the same person, but the whole time, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. But once people actually are like around me and they actually like get to know me, like for who I am, they realize like I'm, like I'm, I'm really like a team player. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I learned and I grow from that. Um, just, I don't know. 
Just I, a lot of people don't like the fact that I'm in the limelight as much yeah. as I am. But can I tell you? Can I encourage you? Yes. And this has helped me, right? Once you understand this statement, the better off you'll be. Yeah. You're not for everybody. Period. Exclamation point. Exclamation mark. Like, <laughs> you're not for everybody. Yeah. And once you understand that you're not for everybody, you being you is all the world needs. Yeah. She's in it for the wrong reason. She's yeah. not going to last. You yeah. Know? People told me that. Yeah. Yes. So once you identif- identify that and, and are comfortable with knowing that, that don't make you have any resentment to people. It's right. just like, yo, it's like I am who I am. You it feel is me? what it is, right? It is what it is. So if you can understand you're not for everybody, yeah. you'll be good. I'll keep that in mind. Please do. Yeah. Keep it on the top of the mind, not the left side of the mind, because there are statistics that say when a woman puts something on the left side of her mind, it's going to be gone before she can blink her eye. Lord. Jesus. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> Yesterday. All right. These are for you. You got something for me? Yeah, I, I watched your little, little Brie merch. You know what I'm saying? You said the, the shirt was hard and yeah. this is yours. Yeah, I just got this made. That's that you? Actually, yeah, that's me. Now you got your little... Yeah. <laughs> um, got your little, you know, the, the cool weather's coming up. Got your little crew neck. Yeah, yeah. And um, this is uh, my little Norfolk State mag. I, I graced the cover of our Behold magazine. That's what's up, man. Got your little breeze sticker. You, you, you just got me laced I just got, Yeah, I got you. Come back, yeah. guys. Yeah. I had to, had to hook up. you up with that Brie apparel. I like that, so, man. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you. You're welcome. Oh. Behold. <laughs> like that's a that thing. Behold. Yeah, behold. Oh. The green and gold. That's that's Norfolk State. So you gotta put it together. Oh, that's y'all working. Yes, behold the green and gold. Oh, yeah. I see what y'all did. You know? Oh. Thank you. Thank you. It's Brianna. It's been real. Too trill. Too trill. How to make it feel. Period. <laughs> Get the pick here. No deal. Hey, here we go. Uh, together. Hold on. Let's... I ain't putting it on the flow. Just place that right, right. there. Okay. You did. You know how to follow instructions? You said what? Do you know yes, I do. Okay, as we end things here at Funky Friday, we're going to do this in unison. I'm going to give you instructions okay. one time and one time only, all right? We're going to go start with this camera. We're going to start with this camera with the instructions, too. And then we're going to finish with that camera right there. And all together, we're going to say one love. Okay. All right? You ready? One finger. One pinky. One thumb. All together. One, one love. love. Oh! That behold education is like top tier. Uh, yeah, I followed your directions, now. You did. I did. Yeah. Gotcha. Ooh. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. <laughs> Brianna, appreciate you. Shout it. Yes, thank you. Appreciate yes, you. The behold the green angle. <laughs>